0: We're going to talk about health, actually.
1: Yeah, first of all, we're flying the Euroca- Ukrainian flag behind us, mm. really to mark the um, the memory of those who died in the village of Hazori's today.
0: Yeah. Mm. Terrible, cowardly act by the Russians. It was.
1: So our thoughts are with the, with the families of the people affected. Mm. Mm. Our problems don't seem quite so large when you think about what is happening in the Ukraine and other places around the world, but of course, election time, we're examining all the policies and today it is health. Um, I'm Heather Roy.
0: And I'm Simon ewing jarvie Welcome to Votator. So the uh, the, the health workforce is, is really at the core of this problem, isn't it?
1: I think it is. And all of the parties really have some initiatives to try and address that. They vary and I think that there's you know, quite some discussion about what might actually work and what probably won't. Mm. Um, easy for politicians to say we just need another 500 doctors or we need another 2,000 nurses.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, we, I number. think we kept the workforce going by a steady flow in and out of uh, foreign clinicians yep. and the COVID lockdown stopped that and so it exposed the problem. Yep. But if you're talking about uh, 8,000 gaps, not just doctors but across the workforce, yep. is that growing lot. at about 1,600 a year? Yes. Uh, There's a crisis, you can't call it anything other than a crisis.
1: And I think there are very few who would think that their interaction with the health system today is better or the same as it has been in the past. Um, It's very hard to sign up with a GP practice if you move to particular areas. Um, It's very difficult to get an appointment on the day that you need it, whereas once upon a time, with particularly visiting our GPs, we were used to that sort of service. Um, it's very difficult to, uh, for the hospital sector to meet the, the wait times, yep. um, and people really, I think quite rightly, are feeling that our health system is in crisis.
0: Yeah. So, what are the parties offering to do about it? Well, there's not there's a lot of point form policy statements, but it's yep. nothing really much material there. We can see quite clearly, for instance, that if there's a change of gov- government on the 14th that the Māori Health Authority is, is a Yeah. Yep. and all the bits and pieces that sort of hung off like the Iwi the Partnership Models will be depowered and so on in, in health. Um, what else are we looking at? The two main parties are talking about increasing the size uh, of particularly doctors by both increasing the outputs of the two existing medical schools of Auckland and Otago mm-hmm. and also for National um, reinstating their, their idea which Labour killed off of a third health school, uh, medical school, which is a graduate school, so That's you go right. there with a degree and, and learn yep. to be a, uh, a, well it was going to be a rural GP. rural, a rural but position, I think yeah.
1: now they're talking about it just being um, specialists, you know, to, to train specialists.
0: So if you yeah. ramp it up to produce say another 220 or 200, 325, depending on which side of the debate you're on, is it still enough? No. Uh,
1: look, I know we need more doctors, we need more nurses. Um, And there's various things that we can do to tinker around the edges, but these policies do feel to me like tinkering around the edges. I don't think anybody is taking a long, hard look at the whole health system Mm. and trying to sort the problems out. You know, you can imagine if you had a whiteboard and were starting from scratch, how would you design a health system that now needs to cater for a rapidly ageing population Mm. and one where chronic disease has become Quite prevalent and um, hard to treat. So early diagnosis isn't happening. We mm-hmm. need to. That needs to be a real focus. So that actually does require a lot more workforce mm. at the front end and getting people to present earlier. At the moment, and particularly COVID, exacerbated this problem. Mm. People are thinking that they're not welcome yep. at their GP practice, and so a lot of people are choosing not to go at all and just yep. making making do with whatever is ailing them. Mm. Sometimes that's fine and it works its way out itself things resolve by themselves but very often um i think what's being missed are early cancers early early diagnosis of conditions like diabetes that become uh, costly to the taxpayer and a terrible um, impediment to the individual themselves. So mm-hmm. that, that's where the crisis lies. Uh, and I don't see any party actually taking stock of that. Um, very good, however, to see that there is a real commitment to do something about Pharmac. Mm-hmm. Now, Labour, like many of its policies, could have been doing any of these things that it's promising in the last six years, and it has failed to do so. It's only at election time, when other parties are promising things, mm-hmm. that can suddenly find money to do that so actually i've i've set those promises aside because they feel like false promises to me the other parties have the luxury of not being in government and so being able to promise these things and so the proof of the pudding will be after the election do they actually do these things Um, national parties going back to a lot of what Tony Ryle had put in place as as Health Minister and I think he was very successful because he used to stand up and say these are the five things that I'm going to do in the health system and he did get immunisation up to 95% that's now completely you know fallen by the way Mm. i think immunization rates now childhood immunization rates rested around 68 percent of the population way Mm. down from that 95 percent that he did achieve as health minister Mm. well the system achieved while he was health minister Um, and in maori and pacific Communities, mm. that figure is well below that. I think that we've got a model that is 30 years old, yep. and the decision about what is going to be funded by the taxpayer um, is still being considered, as it was at, at Farmax inception, yep. but. Medicines have changed hugely in that time. Mm. Now we have biologics, which actually are tailored to the DNA of people. And there's been no accommodation for that very vast shift in um, targeted drugs that are much more effective Mm. when the right people are are being prescribed them. Mm. And so I think the way that decisions are made uh, needs to change too. And the only party that's uh, promising to have a look at the way that Pharmac operates is the ACT party what are they proposing? Just have a review? They're proposing to have an independent review there was a review done but it wasn't independent an independent review of the operating um, model mm. and I think that's well and truly overdue. That should have happened 15 years ago when biologics were new to the yeah. new to the stage and um, it was obvious that they were much more effective in, in treating conditions yeah. including rare disorders which are always the poor cousins and miss out yeah. Yeah. Mm. So and Rachel, Rachel Smallie actually has done a fantastic job of highlighting the Problems with the current Pharmac model and how people who shouldn't be missing out are. Um, we fund about half the number of modern medicines, new innovative medicines that Australia does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That uh, whole Rachel's, I was going to mention here, the Rachel Smalley story, mm. you know, with the OIAs of the emails of that, yeah. indicates a, a very toxic culture in of oh, A
1: completely broken culture, yeah. yeah. And so, culture
0: follows the CEO. There's no there's no option really but to, to get rid of the CEO and bring
1: a, some, a new room in to clean that place up. They need a new decision-making model and they new, need new people um, who can actually implement yep. um, a, a proper strategy. Yeah, the tone in those emails yep. was absolutely appalling for okay. any public sector organisation. Yep, it was.
0: Okay, so what else have we got? Uh, the, the Green Party don't have to worry about actually paying for anything because they're not going to be able to implement the policy.
1: <laughs> Well, they, they want to tax the wealthy to pay for everybody else. So, so, they, want a, so they promise a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, if we are um, hesitant from time to time, it's because if you're only listening and not watching this, is a wasp. It comes in and <laughs> out of Floating
1: around. Comes and in out of frame. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, reduce
0: the wasp's health shortly.
1: <laughs> but anyway, back to the Greens. Um, so the Greens will basically want an NHS model where everything's yep. free for everyone. That's right. They've always been very taken with the use model, where people don't have to pay; the state pays for all of your healthcare.
0: Yeah, it's mm. uh, well, it's a big thing. Um, the uh, party, Maori, are, are going to give it all away if you are under 60k. I think it is. If you're a low-income people. Yeah.
1: I mean, basically, when you read their policy, it's about a separate health system for
0: Māori. Yeah, they're talking about a Māori ACC.
1: Yes. That's just insane,
0: because it's an insurance scheme, so the cost is spread over the number of people.
1: Yeah. One of the things that has been talked about in previous elections, and I certainly talked about this when I was ex-health spokesperson, was we shouldn't be differentiating uh, based on whether you're sick or whether you've had an accident. So if you've got a health issue, it should just be there should be good quality access to the health care that you require, it shouldn't matter whether that was an accident and therefore covered by ACC mm. or people who have a, a pathological condition um, always are uh, uh, less well catered for than those who have had accidents. Yeah we need to get around that. So um, ACC actually works pretty effectively. Um, it's pretty brutal in some of its decision making, but it, the model works pretty effectively. And I think that the rest of the health system could learn some lessons from that. No talk at all about this in any of the policies from um, from the parties no. this year, no, it's So, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, I do. I suspect they're probably all a bit gun-shy because the poor health sector was expected to come up with a completely new model in the midst of a pandemic. Um, mm situation which uh, has been very costly and also particularly unfair and I think that does actually speak to the, um, the fatigue that exists in, amongst the health workforce, yeah. I think they really are feeling pretty battered and quite right Yeah.
0: There's a lot of um, movement around the age where you can get this and that, so cervical screening, uh, Mm -hmm. 25 to 69 year olds, um, breast cancer screening, what's that, that's going to go up under Labor to 74, 74. Um,
1: endometriosis action plan, these are very, very specific things, and they they are tinkering around the edges, aren't they? Well, it comes back to picking winners. Screening programs are interesting, there's a lot of science behind them, and actually politicians shouldn't be making decisions about these things, it should be the scientists who are guiding them. Um, breast screening, for example, uh, it was lowered to 45, whereas the um, if you speak to the specialists, they'll tell you that actually screening really isn't that effective until women reach the age of 50. And the upper limit of 65 was where they felt it was most effective to and gave best bang for the buck. So decreasing to 45, lifting to 74, you're including a lot more women and cost into the system, uh, but um, for, for very for very little gain. Yeah. Um, cervical screening: some of the parties are poli- uh, some of the parties are promising free cervical screening at the moment. Women pay for that. Would we be, get an engagement? We actually need to look at the figures and see. Uh, my understanding. That pretty much most women are um, enrolled in the cervical screening program. Mm. So these things make great election sound bites. Mm. I want to see some discussion around effectiveness and efficacy.
0: Yeah, so and on the national side, there's a whole little dollar points there, like ten dollars yep. per GP visit will um yeah. more. Will, will that come off your bill? It's kind of like gst of fruit and vegetable. I think it
1: is. <laughs> Sorry, <yep>.
0: Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, reinstating the $5 prescription fee uh, and using that that. money to buy cancer drugs. That's the downside of that policy. That's uh, just um, a switcheroo. Actually, why cancer drugs are not some other kind of drugs? That's not the government's business to worry about which drugs to buy. It's actually releasing the funds into a a working
1: model. Um, I think that particular part of the National Party policy is based on what's happened in Australia and it's been remarkably effective. So uh, I'm actually... I think this is a good thing to be promoting, mm. but you're right. That again is picking a winner, mm. and other chronic, well, chronic conditions like diabetes, for example, uh, will still be left behind while the money is channeled into that yeah, only. Yeah. Arthritis,
0: mm. arthritis and diabetes are the two big yeah. deliver, yeah. the two big tsunamis in the New yes. Zealand yep. population, right?
1: So we fund a lot of kidney dialysis because we aren't diagnosing diabetes early and it's particularly prevalent in the pacific island community if we were targeting uh, those patients and getting them on effective diabetes medication early mm. the need for the kidney dialysis just would not exist
0: yep and for labor to come out and say they're going to build a new hospital in hogsbury <laughs> They must be worried about those two seats. Something going time. on, yeah. That's right. That's like yeah. the American process of giving defense contracts to marginal <laughs> seats for congressmen. Yeah.
1: So where does that leave us? There's a whole lot of work to do in health, yeah. and I just see tinkering around the edges with these policies yeah. by and large.
0: So we've got to make it easier yeah. for foreigners to come here, but we've got to remember there's six six odd million worldwide yeah. shortage. So they'll yeah. move around. Some of them want to come and ski and fish. But that's not every doctor, every I d- nurse.
1: I don't think it's as simple as that. There's actually a worldwide shortage of all of these um, all specialists. Streams, yeah. Yep. 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 And so Australia is having the same problem. It's trying to attract doctors and nurses and other health professionals mm-hmm. from overseas. Uh, they have a much higher standard of living than we do currently. Uh, they offer those people a lot more money for those jobs. Why would anybody come to New Zealand ahead of Australia under the current scenario? And so our, we need to fix our economy. That's the Yep, that's the first uh, that's port of call. That's where mm. everything gets to
0: uh, yep. gets back to, it. but the um, it's got to be easier for people who are qualified overseas to get registered here, yes. and that's uh, that's yep. regulatory barriers. It's the it comes back the to our registering like office. our medical council yep. and the yep. nursing organisation, and then the uh, the royal colleges. Yep.
1: Who operate in very protectionist ways frequently, and yeah. they have been hauled over the coals for that in the past. But mm. their behaviour hasn't changed.
0: No. Yeah.
1: Uh, There's no reason at all why New Zealand should think that it has to have the best qualified doctors in the world. Yes, that's a great target to aim yeah. for. But um, we make it, we put up an artificial barrier for very well qualified doctors and nurses to come here when it's unnecessary.
0: It's, un, it's unnecessary, it's unrealistic, and quite mm.
1: frankly, it's like, arrogant. Yeah. To think that we can teach yep. better than anyone else in the that's world. Right. And we haven't touched on psychiatry, which mental health is an absolute crisis. Uh, People who desperately need it cannot access the care that they need Mm. Um, and a report came out this week saying that we need double the number of psychiatrists and psychologists that um, we currently have. Now you just can't materialise these people out of nowhere. It takes 12 years to Mm. train a specialist and so we needed to be thinking about these problems a long time ago but the best time to start is now so Mm. we need to also be addressing um, These specialist areas.
0: Yeah, one of the parties I can't recall off the top of my head is saying that you know of the new batches of doctors being produced, a high percentage, more than half are going to have to be GPs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, general,
1: they say no. General practice actually has to be a much more attractive place to work if that's the case. And um, another of the parties, I think it was, Act is going to increase GP funding by thirteen percent, which means GPs will be paid more. That's what we'll speak to them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, and the the low point in the policy debate on health of this election has to be from Labor relating to the regulation on the number <laughs> of vape stores in their proximity to different things like schools. Yes, churches, this, and they Ryan. will
1: allow 600 licensed stores countrywide. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to fix all of our health woes,
0: isn't it? Yeah, I know there's a problem with kids vaping. Um, vaping
1: yeah.
0: But. Really? Try and make the stores a bit safer for the poor old for a start.
1: And actually, people say the science isn't out yet, but um, tobacco is much more harmful for our young people.
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh well, I mean, I suppose they're going to be able to have you know, cannabis gummy bears in the same, under the same licensing regime? Maybe. That we they
1: haven't gone there at all this election. No, okay. no, it's funny that. I mean, it's quite depressing if you let it be, and I think you know, the message to most voters is stay healthy. Yeah,
0: yeah. That Go is. for a walk. Yep. <laughs> yep. Join it gym. Okay, well, um, get your questions in. We've got time for one more question episode before the end of this season. Don't forget to vote. I'm a Simon New I'm the boy. See you later.